Welcome to The Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. How's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle Podcast. Jamie Eads joining you as I do each and every week. This is episode 159. Hope everybody's having a great week out there and enjoying the early days of autumn all across the United States and the world. We have a great episode for you today. I am going to be joined by a great young drummer, originally from Tokyo, now making his home in New York, Rintaro Makami, right after this message from our sponsor, Los Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the US, Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center or heart of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at loscabosdrumsticks.com, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Los Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Los Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, as I mentioned before our break there, we're going to be joined by Rentaro Makami here in just a moment. Uh, Rentaro has a fantastic new jazz record out as a leader uh, called First Fish. Uh, It's been out for a couple of weeks now, and I screwed up the release date on this, so I'm actually late getting this episode out, so I apologize to Rentaro for that. But I do encourage everybody to go take a listen to it. Uh, Really, really tasty playing. And he is a true up and comer in the international jazz community. And I know you're going to get a lot out of this interview. So please help me welcome to the drum shuffle, Rintaro Makami. Hey, good evening, Rintaro. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for uh, taking the time to come on the drum shuffle podcast. We always appreciate it um let's for for folks that may not be familiar you are originally from tokyo correct yes that's correct okay so how long now have you been uh, in the u.s so i came here around 2016 uh that was fast visiting to new york okay um then i attend 
the school called Drama Collective. Okay. Do you know that? The name is familiar to you. Yeah. The other, the, yeah, they. studying drums around two years then I kind of transferred into the new school okay awesome so um, let me I'm a little bit ignorant of the music scene in Japan Um, so talk to me a little bit about starting to play uh, drums in your home country, is there a, a, a big music scene in Japan for jazz, especially? Yeah, uh, there's a, um, it used to be really, really big uh, in Japan. I mean, I mean, jazz, they have a lot of uh, jazz festival outside. Maybe you have seen a couple like uh, a famous musician came to, the, came to Japan and play in a kind of outside big stage. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of shrinked uh, recently, but now kind of getting again because like uh, jazz musicians kind of more started collaborating with uh, pop music in a way, then kind of started kind of influence each other. So kind of uh, jazz musicians can show up on kind of pop music festival, the Bison Bassa in nowadays. So there's a kind of huge... Uh, of course, there's huge jazz community, of course, but also huge pop or rock music industry in Japan. In fact, I started playing drums more kind of rock side when I was 12. So then I gradually, gradually get into jazz uh, later on. I got you. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I mean, I come from a rock background for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that in, especially in the 80s and 90s, you know, the rock scene was huge, in, especially in Tokyo. And, you know, there was a, a very famous uh, promoter in Japan, Mr. Udo, um, you know, th- that, you know, I think he originally brought Cheap Trick and they did their live from the Budokan record and, you know, things like that. So I wasn't exactly sure of the jazz scene. So but that that makes sense to me. Um so how did you gravitate towards drumming? Was it, was it through school or was it, um, it just something that you wanted to take up as a youngster? Um, how, how did you get into drumming to begin with? Yeah, so I've been kind of uh, interested in playing drums. Uh, I think somehow, um, I think when I was kind of kids, uh we are kind of watching kind of weekly TV shows, like a music TV shows. Then we are really kind of, I was always kind of gravitated to by drumming. Uh, I was just only watching drama and how they are doing. Then, uh, in fact, my dad was used, uh, used to play drums when he was college in college. Then, okay. uh, yeah, I found the kind of old sticks he was using. So I picked up the sticks and start playing around in the house, like couches or on the cardboard stuff. Then I, even I tried to make a, make a kind of cardboard drums, like a, by, by myself. Sure. Then I started playing. Then, yeah, eventually my dad like, uh, gave me uh, uh, electronic drums to play. 
Then, yeah, I just started by ear, like I started studying by ear, uh, just listening to the music I like. Uh, I think that, that was when I was 12. Then just try to figure out the groove, uh, try to figure out the pattern, try to figure out the sticking on the fills. And just, yeah, that's, that is how I start, started playing drums and learning drums. I, I didn't, st- yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, I, that's such a, 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 you know, a common story. I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, so right, many right, of right. us, so many of us started by, you know, in my era, it was MTV, right? It was the, right, right, the, right, the right. music videos and it was like, oh my God, I've got to do that. And, you know, you, you um, beg your parents until they finally, you know, succumb and, <laughs> and yeah, buy yeah, you a yeah. drum set. And, you start playing. So, so it's, I think it's a, a commonality even among cultures that that's kind of how it happens for everybody. Right. Um, so was your goal always to come to New York or did that just kind of happen with the educational opportunity? It's kind of just happened. So actually I haven't really been serious about drumming until really until I started really playing in front of the people. So, for example, like, um, yeah, until like the end of high school, I, the drumming was just kind of hobby. Um, and just listening to the music at my home and just playing my favorite music. Then that was kind of, that was it. Then I was doing different things in the school. Um, but, uh, uh, when I was getting into one, like a college, like a usual college, I was, I was majoring marine biology at that time. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I Yeah, yeah. It's so totally different. But yeah, that was so beginning. Um, I started playing outside, you know, forming a band, rock band, um, and starting like, in a, like a rock venue around Tokyo. Then I did for a year uh, while in the college. Then I started realizing this is my thing. Uh, kind of, I want to pass it for entire life. Then I decided to uh, kind of uh, semester off, or then like focusing on just drumming, then see what's happened. Then I've been studying just by myself, so I don't know what to do, what to start, what shall I work on. Then, okay, I need to study with someone. Then I run into one guy then who just came back from the news, uh, from the New York. So that's a kind of beginning to entrance to kind of this, this journey. Uh, that this, yeah, then the, actually that guy, that teacher, uh, named Yu Shimada, uh, then you was introducing me jazz. That was my, like a beginning of jazz drumming also. Okay. So, and I'm assuming, yeah. you, I'm assuming you started with, you know, all the, the great jazz drummers, Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, you know, so on and so forth. And that's, you know, right. I, I guess you immersed yourself sort of into that world to, to understand the, the baseline, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, she, but actually the first, first, I think, record I listened to is, I think, Blue Train by John Coltrane. Okay. And uh, Bill Evans' uh, Portrait of Jazz. Portrait in Jazz, yeah. Um, that two record, I think, I borrowed from a friend, I think he was a bass player. Yeah, he was a bass player. Then I was playing, kind of like jamming together when I was like a junior high school. Then yeah, he showed me. He he showed me actually the that two record. But at that time, I couldn't understand what's going on. But uh, at that time, then 
the time goes on that when I study, when I started st studying jazz, then I came back to the records and kind of, oh, this is kind of, I started, started understanding what's going on then. This is so beautiful. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I started little by little uh, digging into the, like, uh, you know, the basic and also history of jazz drumming. Then, then yeah, um, kind of the naturally happens to, it, it, uh, coming to New York was kind of naturally happens. Then I went to the drummers collective. Then I mostly, uh, I, I practice a lot out there. Like I practice almost eight hours a day. Then just, uh, beside the school, beside the class, I was almost practicing it all day. Then just listening to digging into the history of each side of drumming, like even rock, funk, you know, besides jazz, also, of course, jazz, you know, starting, like, like I said, you know, Gene Krupa, Papa Joe, Philly Joe, Breaky, everybody. You know, I, tr I checked out everybody, transcribed it, studied, yeah, studied deeply them. Then eventually, later, yeah, eventually, it led me to interested in, you know, studying more. So eventually I went, decided to went, go to uh, New School. Well, you know, I mean, I've had several guests that have, uh, you know, studied at New School, and you know, I know that that's, you know, a very, uh, how will I say this, a very immersive sort of educational experience. I mean, you you have to play a lot, um, right? And I think the networking there also leads to gigs because you meet these great, you know, sax players or a great piano player or a great bass player, and you know, you, you start doing gigs in the city and things like that. Was that your experience as well? Yeah. So there's a lot of great young players around. Um, and being able to play with them was, that's, I think, biggest class to me. Like, just biggest kind of influence and also... Uh, learning opportunity. Um, also, of course, uh, being exposed to the great musician, you know, like uh, already, you know, uh, playing around, like uh, I've been, I have a chance, to, I had a chance to study with Ari Honig, Kendrick Scott, uh, Rodney Green, Carl Allen, all great mas uh, jazz masters. Then having, yeah, like um, being able to listen to their perspective and also share the knowledge about drumming was something special. So these two, like my, the playing with people and also taught by the older cats. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's the most two biggest in, uh, influence in the new school. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I know that, um, you know, Tokyo is a, is a big city. Um, but right. New York City is is a different animal, I, I would assume. And I, I've talked to so many folks that talk about, you know, how difficult it is to break into that scene and to and to work regularly. Um, you know, so and you've been here, you know, for a few years now. Have you found that the scene is welcoming to you, and and you're able to work as much as you'd like, or or do you want to do more? Of course, I want to do more for sure. It's the, <laughs> of course, yeah. the, uh, you know, I don't, never satisfying thing, I think. But uh, 
but I, you know, I'm so appreciated. Like I had, I had a lot of opportunity to play or perform, uh, in a great occasions. Um, and then, you know, over the years, even like small gigs, uh, in a restaurant or bar is, it just, uh, be able to create music because everybody is great in this city. So, yeah. um, in, in any setting, I was learning something new, something new. Then I, I was finding something, some weakness about my brain. Then, okay, I, I got to work on that, bring back, shed. Then next gig, okay, I found something again, bring back. It's kind of, it's always like this. So, uh, yeah, I, but, uh, City was pretty much, I think, welcoming or like at least my friend was so welcoming that even my skill was not enough to play, you know, like a kind of play good. <laughs> but I just, uh, friends was kind of, yeah, really welcoming and um, they were always down to practice with me, having a session with me. Um, I, I was, you know, I was pretty, yeah, uh, run from them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I know, um, you know, just my own personal experience, you know, I've never been in New York per se and trying to work, but, you know, trying to go to Nashville and work or, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it's just, it's so hard if you're not, you know, out there networking and doing it, you know, you, right, right. And the old joke is you get experience by getting experience and, and mm-hmm. you, you know, so it's, it's kind of a catch 22 in that, but, um, I'm curious, you know, why the decision to do the new release, you know, as a leader, um, cause you're still a young guy, uh, you know, you've, you've got a lot of years to go, but you know, I've listened to the new album, um, and it's great. Thank you. You're welcome. You. It's, it's a great album. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have, but I think most guys wait a little longer to do, you know, that that release as a leader. Um, is this something that you've been working on for a lot of years or did it just kind of come to fruition? Uh, so I, I've been, yeah, when I was in a college, so started writing more than, yeah, at that time, you know, um, Still, like, a, writing was new to me, so still, like, a kind of always been a process. But, uh, yeah, for a few years, I was kind of writing part of the music. Then, at the, yeah, end of the, end of the school, you know, I have to do a kind of recitals or something. Then, like, uh, I had a chance to put everything together and try the mu- my music out. Then, I really liked that that's how it sounded. And also in a band, the band, in a band setting, then, um, I think we, I, I thought I shouldn't lose this momentum. Then I guess they could just record something, then I keep it. Uh, then I can see, see what happened. Then it, uh, then we, we did a recording. Then we, I think I, it, I think I sound, it sounded really good. So I think I should uh, release it even though I know like I can still, I can build a more career or my skills more, but, uh, at this point, I think if we lose this moment, I this music never played again or just, you know, it never be live again. So sure. just, yeah, so I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to put, put out. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that makes sense, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying you should or should not, but, um, you know, I think, I think it's interesting that you are kind of coming out of the gate as a band leader with your compositions. Um, I think it's great that drummers do that. And, you know, kind of one of the running themes on this podcast is how to not be a sideman for your whole career, right? Is, <laughs> right, right? You know, how do you take charge of your career and really, you know, chart your own path in the music business? Because um, the music business is it changes, it seems like every two months now, you know, it's, right, right. it's completely different than when I was your age and in a band trying to get a record deal and all those things, it's completely different now. So, right. um, I, you know, talk to me a little bit about the, the recording process of the album and, you know, some of the folks that you had on the album and, and you, you know, uh, and let me make sure I get the date correct. It's September 15th, the, the release correct. date. Okay. That's a release date. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about the process of recording the album. And, you know, are you going to do some, uh, you know, some, hopefully some touring around this or, or what is your goal with the record? Yeah. So first of all, let's, let me talk about the band member. Sure. So all, all of the band member is, um, I share the class with um, we are so close. We've been practicing together. We've been playing a session together. We've been playing a gig together. Yeah. Then um, naturally, um, we fought, when we played together, I knew this is is gonna be a great band. Um, then. Yeah, I kind of picking up the people was so natural, and then this was kind of uh, easy for me because everybody is so close to me. Then everybody's usually everybody is so like um, uh, passionate about making this music happen or like um, this making this music great. So everybody's were kind of say something or like a kind of giving me a kind of comment or like an idea arrangement idea or like a even compositional idea also then they they've been helping me to shape this music out so even though this is my title but everybody was really contributing about shaping this music as um one album so i really i wanted to say thank you to everybody in this in this moment i thank you to every every band member who are contributed with um, yeah, having said that, so I wanted to, I want to, um, so let's, um, let's back to a little bit about like a background about this compositions, um, a little bit. Cause, um, when I was composing this music, um, I was thinking about, uh, one experience I had in my life, which was, um, I, I was living in, I was lived in a small island in in Japan uh, when I was uh, really kid, like when I was thirteen or fourteen years old. Um, so because I was originally from Tokyo, it's a kind of big kind of city. Um, be able to play, uh, be able to living in kind of rural area, completely kind of 
are like more surrounded by nature or ocean. This experience was uh, really kind of uh, really, really big to me. Then it's, um, yeah, then like when I was, um, sorry, it's back to the back and forth. But uh, this experience, even I, after I came back to the Tokyo, this experience was helping me to grow as a as a man, as a like a mature people, and even musician. Then, when I started writing the tune in New York as a jazz musician, naturally this experience came back to me as a huge inspiration to write something. That um, I really wanted to say thank you to the people who are living in the island, also island itself, uh, and somehow in in my in my career, then I thought it's a really great opportunity to like uh, write something to them. Then I can make an album. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then or something. Then naturally, really, that when I was composing that the music, that because it naturally happens to, um, naturally kind of these inspirations came together as a tune that this uh, album was naturally meant to be to the island that I've been spent with, spent in. So yeah, that's the kind of background about music. Then I talked to this concept to the, all the band members, then they were really into it. And also they are really supporting my concepts and um, they understand my feelings. So I think that's also added a lot about making process, about this process. Then yeah, they, I think, they are really helping me to, yeah, again, like shaping this music as a whole big story about the island. I got you. So, so that would explain the title then of First Fish. Right. So I, I'm assuming this rural island that you were living on, a, a big fishing industry, right? Not really big. If it, it, like, you know, there's industry things because it's really small, but uh, I did fishing there then that was kind of fast experience to like uh deep into the kind of fishing i still do that sometimes but uh yeah um then that i the fast fish title track was kind of remembering that moment uh like excitement about then this kind of experience or you know help has been helping me over the years in different occasions supporting me I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think we all take inspiration from different things. Um, right. You know, so, I mean, I think it's cool that you're connecting that back to these experiences that you had, you know, as a young man and growing up. I think that's that's brilliant. Um, you know, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, getting everybody together in the studio and actually recording this, was it recorded, you know, over a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know, what, what did that process look like? Yeah. So we recorded just in a day, just one day. Okay. Uh, studio called GB Juke Joint in Long Island City. Then we, I think already just, we just um, maximum, take us three takes for each tune. Then okay. that was it. Then, then I picked the picked the take from them there. Because I think we we played all together a lot and also we've been sharing this kind of concept a lot. Uh, it's the recording 
went really, really smoothly. Um, the all takes was great, but um, it's, it was surprising to me because we recorded, I think, eight or nine, eight tunes, eight tunes and with my drum solo. So um, in a day, it's kind of pretty, pretty quick. Uh, pretty, I think, uh, kind of, kind of um, what should I say? Um, really, really um, sorry, I can't find the word, but really, really, yeah, it's a short amount of time, but uh, I think the outcome was really, really great. So I didn't really need to add another day also. Yeah, um, no, I mean, it's, yeah. it sounds fantastic. And, um, you know, and I think that's a difference between, you know, my experiences, you know, as a rock musician or playing, you know, funk or country or whatever, um, you know, I just did an album last weekend and, mm. you know, it was two days to get nine drum tracks done, you know, mm. it, drums and bass, and then pretty much everything else will get thrown away and overdubbed. Right. So, right. so to, to go in and do, you know, eight songs, as a live band plus a drum solo and get it all done in a day. You guys were moving along pretty good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think that's a kind of pretty, um, I think that shows like our connection as a friend, as a, like a music and friend is kind of strong. Um, I think that's really important to me, uh, like those kind of connection between the people because music, I think meant to be that, meant to be connect the people together. Uh, then I believe really uh, making music together uh, with some uh, somebody uh, like a, who are really like connected with is huge. It's like a huge power, I think. To like uh, it's it adds a lot. It adds a lot rather than the, like hiring the people who I don't really know. It's kind of pretty makes the process a little bit harder to how how to make something great. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just hire a bunch of folks and you hand them a chart or whatever, and they're they're just right, right, sight right. reading, it it, it kind of loses some of that emotional connection like that you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about, you know. So, so I totally get that. Um, you know, it it really is a, a great record. Um, what what are your hopes with it? I mean, I, I I would assume like most musicians, you just want people to hear it, right? Mm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Of course, I want, you know, I want this um, album to be heard by people as much as as we can. But um, also, uh, I have a release date, uh, so release show at Zanubu, September 20. So, yeah, I hope, I hope that show uh, attracts some people to new listener also. Um, now, I haven't... I haven't really uh, done uh, like a book any kind of tour yet, but uh, I'm maybe like next year I'm try to bring anybody to Japan and tour in Japan also. Um, the hopefully we can do it in the U.S. or Europe soon. To be, I wanna yeah, I wanna build my career as a band band leader, um, not not only as a, like a side drama, side man drama. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a an old adage in the music business that you have your whole life to write your first record, and then you have you know twelve months to 
to write the right. second record, right? So have you already started the the composing process for any follow-up or, or are you just happy to, <laughs> to, to be? Um, not yet. I have since, um, yeah, not yet, but uh, I, I'm kind of imagining kind of what kind of music I want to do next. Kind of, I have in mind a kind of, uh, kind of vague, vague kind of idea. But some maybe after, after you know, set, after this release, sitting down, maybe okay. Now, when I'm ready, I'm sure I'm gonna start right again. Then I'm gonna try to make something new. Yeah, from my from my idea. Well, you know, I I think it's great to see a you know a young uh, drummer such as yourself that says, you know, I'm really focused on my career as a band leader, right? Because it's it's always easier to take a paying gig as a sideman. That's always the the easier thing to do. So, um, you know, kudos to you for saying, hey, I really want to focus on doing this as a band leader. And, you know, I, I think that's, you know, it's, it's a big risk. I mean, it really is because, you know, you, you have to, be able to eat, right? I mean, you, you have to make right, money right. somehow. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just have nothing but respect for that decision. I think that's a, that's a great thing. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, when you are the band leader and it is your compositions, do you feel more, um, you know, stress or uneasiness about that? Or is it just, this is what I have to do? Yeah, it's um, always been a kind of challenging about kind of, because there's anxiety or stress about being band reader. Of course, you know, I have to take care of the band reader. I have to make sure the schedule, right? And also, if, if is, is my music good? You know, something like that. But, uh, but uh, for me, like this, leading the band is whole another lesson I can't learn by any any other place. Then being a leader, bring my music to the people uh, who I I'm hiring. Then make make music somehow. Uh, make music together. It's just really really a great running opportunity to me. I can not only as a composer or musician, but also as a just a man or a human just reading the band it just um i'm i'm you know and also like a business side and i i i've running a, a lot of things by doing this i i don't think i can learn these kind of stuff like from the other area like just if i play just as a sideman they make some some amount of money I can't really learn how to lead them and how to be a leader, how to have how to have a kind of responsibility to take care of the people, and also like a, uh, preparing the music. Um, yeah, so and also like a being kind of um, about kind of um, open-minded about my composition. Also, like um, uh, it's kind of always a learning opportunity to how to make my music good then like uh the, be there be able to hear those kind of opinion from the the player i've been playing with then it's just affects uh my writing also okay so that guy said this time so maybe try this call next time or 
okay, so this guy said this one, so maybe try this rhythm a little bit. This, uh, let's change the melody a little bit. Then, oh, okay, I didn't think about this one uh, anymore, but, so before, so it's always a kind of opportunity to me. So even though it's hard, but uh, it's hard, or even though it's kind of a little bit stressful, or even though they, it has a lot of anxiety, I, I, I gotta do it in order to be better musician, uh, or better, in order to be better drummer, of course, and also because, uh, I can hear the, the music differently if I understand composition better. So, yeah. And also, uh, how I can orchestrate, how I can play drums is gonna change after studying how to build a composition or how to lead the band. So it's, it's for me, it's for me, I, I have to do it because, um, and also it's great to be able to express as my own art, art form. Yes. That's, I think, biggest thing, I think. Uh, of course, it's really fun to play as a sideman, of course. But uh, we, as a musician, there's a great opportunity to express your feeling or express your thoughts by through the art. Um, uh, I think I, I don't want to miss that opportunity also. Sure, absolutely. Well, yeah. you, you know, I mean, I think... You know, this is what I tell everybody that that asks, you know, I, I get the question of, you know, I've kind of been a sideman my whole life or been a member of a band or whatever the, the case may be. But, you know, I tell people, you know, the music business is great, except for the business part. Yeah. <laughs> right. So but it, it, the, it, it's very true what you said. You are gaining skills by being the band leader that you just can't get anywhere else. And unfortunately, you know, when you're in a, you know, a, an artistic or a creative, um, you know, career field like music or, or filmmaking, or, um, you, you know, you're an author, whatever the case may be, there are no rules for how you should run your business, right? You, right. you get to do that as you see fit. There are best practices um, but you're, you're kind of writing the script as you go, so to speak. Right. So I, right. I think it's just really, it's, it's hard, but it's rewarding and you're learning, um, every day of what to do and what not to do. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's part of being a band leader is figuring out what works and what doesn't work and developing right. your career through all of the, every decision that you make. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I really agree with that. So it's your whole this experience. It's the shedding, like practicing is not only has done in a practice room, I guess. I think practicing for me, like I feel like this, you know, living this life, it's just everything is practicing, practice to me. Like just, you know, sending the email is also practice to me. Like, then, okay, try and error. Okay, if this didn't work, try this. Um, also, you know, even, even like just in daily life, it's cooking thing also. Like, you know, oh, this didn't, didn't, this didn't work. So try this. So everything is kind of practicing them. Everything kind of music, uh, relates kind of, uh, feel. So kind of, um, I, I really agree with the kind of, uh, also like, a, I, so that's why I kind of, I'd like to try new thing, new thing, new thing. So, so I, I, because I'm sure like I'm, I'm going to learn something. Even though it's gonna, 
it's gonna it, even though you know it might fail in the first time, but uh, fail is, I, I believe fail like uh, being fail is kind of great opportunity. I think the greatest opportunity to run something. Absolutely, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, you could yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you 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 could write several <laughs> novels based on all the things that I've failed at in my life. You know, and, <laughs> and, and but every time something doesn't go right you learn from that and you right. you know what to expect or what to look out for you know next time right i mean right. all those are great learning opportunities so you definitely have the right attitude about it um let me ask you this being from japan and you were talking about maybe touring in japan is your long-term uh, plan to stay in new york or do you see yourself going back to japan at some point to develop your career there or you know just wh whichever way the wind blows uh for now i'd like to stay in the new york more uh because um because uh the new york being in New York is such a great, um, yeah, as I said, learning opportunity. And also, um, I have, I think I have still, I want to learn more. And also, like, I want to be a cat, like, if you are playing in a, like, a, you know, in a, uh, vanguard uh, for a week or sure. like playing at smalls. And, and you know, the, the, those, I, I think there's a top level musicians, um, that I want to, play with also that I want to be able to play with and also uh, try to see the same perspective as possible as I can. So, uh, of course, Japan has a lot of great uh, drama and musician, of course. Um, then, but I, for now, I'd like to yeah, study and also uh, experience more in your kind of get better musician. Then I want to, I want to um, kind of show myself and I want to present myself in Japan. Okay. This is how I learn in the U S then this is how I became as a, as a musician. Then, then I want to influence, uh, the people who are in Japan or even younger age Then like, I, I want to encourage to like do something new and try new thing, try to be a band reader, try to get into a new genre of music, uh, anything because, um, uh, yeah, because like I, because Japan has a lot, some Japan has also, of course, like a big Jap, uh, jazz community, but uh, not uh, popular as much as here. So, um, so I'd like to contribute that uh, um, education in in jazz in Japan also. So, I think for now, I wanna I wanna stay here. The more get better, the uh, let's see how it how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. Um, so, I, just just to kind of recap, and I, you know, because we went through some of that kind of quick, but the the album is called First Fish. It's out yes. on September fifteenth. Uh, presumably, that's going to be available anywhere you can stream music. You know, Apple, Spotify, right. all, all of that stuff. Are you? Are you also doing a physical release? Are you doing CDs or vinyl or anything like that? Not available on Bandcamp, so I can send. Yeah, if you can purchase, I can send you. Uh, and also, yeah, um, yeah, all 
digital platform, of course, you, it's available. But if you have still, if anybody have a CD, still CD player, it can be cool to have it because um, I, there's a lyric sheet also, uh, and also I write, there's some cool, I, I don't know if you're going to use it, but it's cool, like, a, you know, the jacket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, jacket designs also. Okay, awesome. Well, and the reason I always ask about physical product is because that's yeah. typically how you make the most money, right? Because, right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we want to encourage folks to support you fully. So um, I know that you have a website. Um, is it just your name? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, my, just my name, Rintaro Mikami, rintaro-mikami.com. Okay, perfect. So we're going to send some folks your way. And I'm, I'm just curious, and I always ask everybody, for our listeners that are in the greater New York area, are you teaching at all? Uh, are you giving lessons to folks? Yes, uh, I've been teaching a lot recently, uh, from kids to adults. Some of them are really interested in jazz also. So, yeah, it's been a great uh, opportunity to teach also. Then it's, I'm learning something too from from that experience. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, we want to send folks your way to to help out however they can. It sounds like the release is September 15th. You have a release uh, a, um, a release party, so to speak, a release gig on September 20th. Where is that going to be? Uh, that's Nobu. Okay. I don't know, uh, New York. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, perfect. So we're going to try to send some folks your way. But um, again, I, I love the record. I think it's great. Um, I, Thank I was, you. You're welcome. I was jamming on it this morning and, uh, you know, it, it put a little spring in my step. So we're going to send some folks your way. And, and I sincerely mean this when I say it. As your career develops, as you're doing new releases, let me know. We will have you back anytime to, to talk Thank about you. what's going on in your career. Um, but it's just a pleasure having you on the show and, and talking about, uh, you know, what's going on in your career and the new release. And I wish you nothing but the best, but please keep us posted on how everything's going. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and this opportunity. I really love to yeah, share more. Um, yeah, it's been a fun time with you. Absolutely. So thank you. Well, it, thanks again. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking to you real soon, okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys and girls, that's going to wrap up episode 159 of the Drum Shuffle podcast. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We simply cannot do this without each and every one of you doing so. Uh, please hit the like or subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. It helps us tremendously as we are continuing to grow every single week. The biggest thing you can do to help us out is to share a link with a friend. Just say, hey, this is a show I think you'll like and send a link over to them. And we appreciate your efforts around that. Uh, we do answer every single email we get here at the Drum Shuffle podcast. Our email address is the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com. Uh, our web address is the drum shuffle.com. And of course you can find more information on me over at Jamie Thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>